Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Rick Grunewald. Uh, so we are looking at e-bike racing this week. E-bike racing. A few other things. Online I mean, racing. I, I have a few it's updates on- since last time we uh, talked, but uh, yeah. e-bike racing. Really quick, a uh, little cheers, Ryan. Uh, recording this podcast on a Friday. We usually don't record on a Friday, but worked out for us this week. And enjoying uh, one of the best IPAs in, I'd say, the U.S. Well, it was voted least. the best IPA voted in the country. The best. Um, Three Floyd's Zombie Dust. I think That's most people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Would recommend. So starting off the weekend. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ryan. Uh, yeah. So what's uh, what's going on with you? What's new in, what's new in your life? Uh, newest thing. Um, just, you know, triathlon training. Um, I'm still... I wouldn't almost wouldn't even say dialing in my setup. Uh, I have it really nice, actually. I really like mm-hmm. where the setup is. Um, I'm just experimenting with different. Uh, like right now, I'm experimenting with different saddles, um, especially with a road bike. I d- I can't quite get it to where I want it to be, just because of how far you can kind of get the a road bike into a triathlon setup. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, my most recent thing is I picked up an ISM saddle. Uh, the nice thing about ISM saddles is the comfort for one. Yeah, and a, but and also they have longer noses. And the one of the biggest distinguishing factors on an ISM saddle versus any other type of saddle is that, like most saddles, you have this long beak that kind of comes out, which goes in between your legs. With the ISM saddle, there's actually two beaks that come out with a gap between them in the middle. Yeah, which which is uh, really great. Also, too, the nose is longer, mm-hmm. so I can kind of get closer. Um, the previous triathlon saddle that I tried out was a well. Both these saddles were from AliExpress because I'm trying out saddles. And I'm not going to pay on a budget. It's I'm not going to pay $150 for a saddle to try out. Hey, fair enough. Um, but the previous one was a physique type mod, uh, triathlon model. Yeah, the no- the nose was too short. Uh, so if it, if it was on like a like an actual triathlon bike, it would work out really well. Yeah. But because it's on my road bike, I couldn't get the nose far enough forward. So I was like reaching to get to my aero bars. Mm-hmm. So that became an issue. Um, Anna Anna actually has it on her bike right now because mm-hmm. the reach isn't an issue for her. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of working out really well for her. I'm gonna try out the ISM saddle for the next few days. See how that goes. Um, I see people use it on their road bikes, and I don't know if I could use it on a road bike because the split nose is really wide. They do make road bike saddles like the that they're thinner, yeah. so I guess that would that would work. But the one sure. I got, um, I couldn't. I don't think I could use it like actual road riding. Yeah, and if um, there's ever a time to like spend a lot of time trying to dial in a saddle. It's when you're gonna do an Ironman, a yeah. really, a really, really long extended time, you know, time period on the bike. Saddle's got to be so important. Yeah, and you know when you're in the triathlon or the tri position, like the aero position, like your uh, hips are like open, you know, a little bit more open on like the insides. Yeah. So you, the having the wider nose is a, a huge benefit just for comfort. Right. Otherwise, you get kind of a very like specific pinpoint pressure. And then when you have it wider, it spreads that pressure out on a larger surface. Yeah, absolutely. So yep. I think you're going to like it. I mean, you'll have to report back and uh, give us the full review. Maybe next week after you get a couple rides in on it, try it on the trainer. 
maybe take it outside, but it's kind of getting to be that time cold. of the year where it is cold. I was going to ride outside tomorrow, but it's supposed to be like a high of 40. It's, I think we're in the rainy part of fall. There's like yeah. a nice part of fall where you can ride outside. It's beautiful. You it's wear some arm warmers. Now it's rainy and kind of snowy. And after that ends, it'll be like dry, but really cold. So we're babies. We're probably not going to ride outside that much. But it's a mind shift. It, Honestly, it's, mind you have shift. to shift the mind from like going out for a ride to like going out for a ride, but battling the elements. Yeah. 100%. It's a mind shift, which is weird because we're going to hit March next year and it's mm-hmm. going to be 40 degrees and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Let's go outside for a ride. Except Actually, I feel like fall, it's windier it is. and it's not as sunny. I would agree with that. I think if it was less windy and it was sunnier, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But like, yeah. I'm looking outside right now and the wind is like blowing. Yeah, it wouldn't be a very fun ride today, that's for sure. And also, too, I mean, we have our own reasons why we need to spend more time on the trainer because we are now e-bike racers or soon We're, to be, you know, soon I feel to be like, e-bike racers. I feel like I might be hitting what I'm like born to do. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, like racing e-bike indoors. Racing. You know, hmm. I... What makes you say that? I might have one of the like highest amount of time spent riding a bike indoor in the mm. world. Yeah, okay. So I feel like this might be, like, my place to shine. I don't know about that, Ryan, because when you think of people that say, oh, I really enjoy indoor riding, um, indoor racing specifically, and they're like, I'm way better at that, it's usually people that weren't that great at handling a bike in a race. They didn't really do that well in racing, and a lot of the times they come from triathlon rather than coming from bike racing. So I'm not saying that you're not going to do well with indoor racing. You have a good point, though. But I, I'm, I'm just going to say you were a pretty good bike handler and you did pretty well in real world, real world racing. So um, maybe you're a little bit more set, like fit for real world racing. You're not wrong. You know, the Does one... it fit your lifestyle a lot better? And yeah. In your training preferences? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, so we're going to talk about project echelon i think we'll we'll save it because i want to know what you've been up to yeah absolutely but um they didn't go with zwift which is kind of a thing we'll talk yeah, about when you talk about i think that's the best thing that they did and they actually on their website right. they talk about why they didn't go with zwift mm-hmm. and i agreed with every single point they have yeah we'll get into that because when you think of e-racing you think of zwift yeah but um yeah, before that, I mean, I guess, yeah, what, what I've been up to. You're done with Nike now, right? Yeah, so Nike is over. Um, last week, we actually had like our end of the year ride. We did the entire Emma Carlin connector. That was the group that I was with with our kids. That was super fun. The first time I've ever done the full connector. I've ridden Emma and I've ridden John Muir, but I've never done the connector before. Uh, really great day. I mean, it took us, you know, we were just going, you know, kind of a, a good pace, but pretty chill for the most part. Like it took us about three and a half hours to do. And it was all, you know, different trails. Um, I think it's a pretty smooth and flowy trail. Yeah. It's it's, not very technical, like the connector section. No. It's not super technical, Mm -hmm. which kind of made it fun. Like, you can go pretty quick on it. Once you get to Emma Carlin, it's a little bit more, um, there's some more rock garden features, and it's probably faster and more, like, more up and down. Uh, as opposed to John Muir, which I think has just kind of like more general flow to it. You can fly at John Muir. Yeah, absolutely. I like how the two different trails are like almost polar opposites of each other. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for, I mean, it was cool because I feel like there was probably four times in the ride where I felt like I was riding just a completely different trail style wise. And for those that don't know, we're talking about in the, I guess it's in the Kettle Moraine region of Wisconsin, 
there's a really great trail system um, and it's there's two of them John Muir and Emma Carlin and there's a kind of like a trail connector so you can ride both of the trail systems and it comes out to be a you know around a 30 mile ride makes for an awesome day of riding on the mountain bike so would definitely recommend going there especially if you like variety you want to do a long ride but you don't want to ride the same thing all day for sure do the Emma Carlin trail but other than that I mean Nike is kind of over. Um, I've been doing just like a lot of mountain biking for the year. Um, I was doing some BMX racing too and some BMX riding. Uh, that's actually like all done now, at least in our area. Our local track is is not operating anymore past like, you know, about a week ago. Um, so yeah, this was kind of like, I was just taking it pretty chill this week for the most part. And then um, I just bought a smart trainer. I'm picking it up tomorrow. And then I'm going to start uh, doing some more indoor riding, Zwifting, using the, the RGT uh, virtual riding platform and getting pretty stoked for some uh, some virtual racing that we're going to do. I might actually start replacing, since we're getting Zwift anyways. Mm-hmm. I is, might start, is Anna going to get Zwift too? No. Um, I might start replacing like one ride a week. Uh, with a like a race like mm-hmm. usually i have one ride a week where it's kind of like a sustained with like yeah um with like short high power efforts mm-hmm. okay. i might yeah. replace that ride with a race you could even replace it with a group ride if you wanted to are group rides and races like the same thing um i mean not not really like i don't a, understand the point of a group ride you know you pick a ride that's kind of like within your watt per kg and then you know, it's a group ride where you're kind of riding around with the same group. You can kind of take some pulls on the front. You can just stay in the group. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, on Zwift, like, I, Doesn't, I, don't, I don't understand the point of I, like, group riding on Zwift. I like, just, why I, wouldn't you just go on your own? I mean, I, I like the idea. I think if a race, all the races on Zwift are, like, really intense. And see, that's what I'm looking for is, like, a really intense, like, 20 minutes. And then I'll finish off, like, an hour ride with, like, 40 minutes of, like, doing a climb. Well, in that case, then that would be perfect for you doing like a race and then mixing it up with some uh, some additional training. I think, yeah, I think just doing that like little extra bit is like going to kind of keep like a fun factor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'll try that out for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have the um, we have like the race or like we're doing one we- one race a week. Yeah. So um, Ryan, myself and then uh, two of our friends, Tommy and Matt, listeners of the podcast, big fans. Um, we actually, uh, every November we do some weird combination of, um, challenges. And then this year we we decided that we're all going to do a race every single night or not every single night, every single night, <laughs> one, one, one night a week for like, I think it's three or four weeks that we're going to do it for. So, uh, we all got to get Zwift and we got to pick a race Wednesday nights and we're going to try to do that race. You know, um, this is kind of off topic. And that was kind of the genesis of why we're why we're starting e-racing, but go ahead. So a little off topic, but yeah. you brought it up okay. but accidentally. If you didn't race or anything and you're just someone that stayed in shape, what do you think doing like a one race every night as you're like your workout, how would that would do you think that would be like pretty solid? I'm I mean, I don't because like once I say, once I'm yeah. like old and have kids and stuff, like that's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I just think you would just like drill yourself into the ground because the races are so intense but they're short you could recover yeah sure i, I mean, think eventually you get be, used to like how the races go i don't think it would be great training i don't well you're not training you're not you're racing for fun or, yeah you're but just doing it for fun if you're doing it for fun i mean eventually you're just not gonna i don't think it's gonna keep you in like that great of shape like 
it might be you might be doing all right with the races but i think if you're just doing like c or d category races that might work but i don't know i i think that if it just depends i guess i just would imagine that like it's not great like the best training to just do a race every single night no i'm thinking like um if you only got like a limited amount of time and you're just like let's bang out a really high intensity ride and it's going to be like a race if and you're doing that's it, like just like a workout if you're doing it you're like doing a workout three three nights a week or four nights a week like your option yeah, is fine. either as long getting as you a, can have some rest in between them yeah yeah like your option is either getting a peloton or doing one race a night on zwift like which one are you gonna do i mean me i would get the zwift race obviously but like i think for a lot of people it even that can be like kind of intimidating like all oh, your racing even if it's like online racing Whereas like a Peloton, you know, you've got your little weights in the back, you're doing curls on the bike, you know, you're, you're dancing, you're dancing. My biggest, my biggest fear is I'm going to do a Zwift race and we're going to start. So first off, first off, I feel like we're going to start, like I'm going to be putting out like 350 watts. You're going to sell your bike and get an indoor bike. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to be sprinting out of the gates and we're going to be like, I'm going to hit like one minute and we're going to still be like holding like 350 watts. And I'm like, oh my God. Or like, I'm going to be holding 350 watts and getting dropped. And I'm like, what are we doing right now? I, I remember a while ago when I used to be a lot more fit than I was and I would do some of the A category races and I could stay within like the main group for a while a good while and then like you know if we're doing like a three lap race on the third lap i'm smoked and i'm out the back that's pretty good i okay but i think i think zwift racing has gotten a lot faster since then there's a lot of people that do like um Wait. i don't know zwift doping yeah well we can get into that too. which is crazy but which I, like you don't think like that would yeah. be something we've talked about right that, so we don't have to go into it so but. so it's interesting though because i remember when i first started racing i would just soft pedal at like 150 watts and then i i imagine i'm like oh well, i'm good i'm just gonna like we're gonna you know breeze off the start line and we're going and then immediately dropped and then i was like oh no i have to do like 450 watts for about a minute and then it will settle down to like 300 watts for like a while. And then maybe if I'm lucky after that, it'll chill out for like at like 250 watts. And at that time, I'm absolutely destroyed. So like that's you how what they every race would start with Zwift. You no matter what, what category, do. like all out sprint for a minute minimum. And then you've got guys in there that are just way too strong anyways. So they just like ride away. You know what they need to do is make it so that you can't be pedaling when you start. Or you, you can't, well, that's the problem though, because technically you're generating zero watts when you start, right? Well, what I'm saying is they look at your cadence, yeah. not your power. So, maybe, so they tell you, yeah. um, they give you like a five second countdown. Uh, they say, all right, um, drop your cadence to zero the and problem we'll is, start in five, four, three, two, one, zero. So if, if someone's not doing it, there's then a warning and then say, the, like that then like you get Wait, another five seconds to the, stop your cadence the pro- and then if you don't stop it within the, the next five seconds they just kick you out the problem is though unless you have a smart uh, not even a smart trainer let's say you have a power meter with a cadence sensor in it not everybody has that metric oh. even you you don't have cadence then, even with a smart trainer yeah no, you don't no, have cadence no smart trainers have cadence they don't have cadence mine has it does, cadence. it does not because it doesn't know how long your crank is so it can't tell you how many rotations no, you set your you set your crank I've ha- I've used that trainer before and it yeah wouldn't... they said it in the um in the uh I use the I use Ruby that's what Cyclops uses okay in the Ruby settings you calibrate it with like your 
crank arm and stuff. But even then, a lot of people are using whether it's like yeah, just you know they don't they don't have that calibrated, so there's no cadence. They have it turned mm-hmm. off. Okay. Right? So on that same thought, I, then. I think what about a rolling start where everybody's going at the same pace, and then so there's no like 450 watt acceleration. Somebody can do that, but everybody's already going fast, so they're not going to get that benefit of like absolutely sprinting off the line. Maybe it's just like a hard sprint from the gun. Um, I think that I think better. I think I think that would get the same results as just starting. Yeah. But think about well, okay, I'm going to use the same thought process, yeah. but it reads the watts okay. that you do, okay? But then at the start it tells you, okay, bring it down to 0 watts, okay? Or so like, it like, the, well, it, okay, so I so see what com- you're saying. So it in like the code, like, you can, if you're, they if, could set it so yeah. that so like if you're up doing until this point, watts, yeah. it won't let you go until you hit zero. Yeah, and then they give you a countdown, and it's you have to be at zero watts by the time this countdown starts, or like under like five in yeah, case there's like issues. After the countdown, people will just sprint. I I still think no. See, that's start, fine though. Rolling start takes well, so, a, takes so care that's of fine that. if it's a sprint at the beginning. Yeah, but that's like how a bike race actually starts. You know, does not start from a sprint. Well, no, 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 people, because like you have to, you you can't be spinning at all sure yeah so like you yeah. are you Fair enough. your cadence is zero and Fair enough. So, i think i so I, then I, at least if you want to sprint yeah. you have to put a huge effort into sprint i i generally agree we don't have to spend a lot more no, time yeah on we're done <laughs> i generally i generally agree with your sentiment i think what we're discussing though is trying to compare real racing to zwift racing and i think people have just accepted that the 450 watt sprint off the line is just an aspect of swift racing you know because everybody has to do it i think a lot of the emphasis gets shifted more towards cheating or how to make the racing just better overall experience in general so i think a lot of the times that aspect of it just gets um put on the back burner as like yeah you know it just is well, so what it is like things like this as people that do play like competitive video games because i i consider this a video game yeah um that's i don't think that's an excuse for the people that program and implement stuff into this game i don't think they should look at this and be like it's that's just the way that it is i well, think they should be always changing the meta of how this this game progresses you know I, yeah so i i see what you're saying and again i don't think we should spend any more time on this i think we should move on but i think when they look at like player sediment and like what people do and don't like I'm well, all I'm saying is it's probably not that high on the list. Fair it's enough. Okay, that's very high yeah, that's on the fair. list that's for fair. real racers that are like, why is this the way it is? Most people that are just e racers, they're like, oh, okay, I just this is how it is. I do it. It's no advantage to anybody. It just like is a really hard way to start the race. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So that should kind of segue into us being now uh, e racers, big e-racers. big e racers. Uh, we are going to be doing some Zwift racing. Uh, so we're going to get Zwift. Not Zwift. Ra- oh, well, we, we are, are going to we are going to do some Zwift racing. Honestly, I but that's not this like is going to be the winter of e-racing for me. This is the, the yeah, this we're going to we're going to dive yeah, deep. We're going to dive deep. Um, but we're also going to sign up for an amateur e-race series put on by uh, Project Echelon Racing, which is actually a an elite uh, Midwest Wisconsin technically based uh, cycling team. I think it's really cool that they're actually based out of Wisconsin and that we I wouldn't say we know the guys, but like it's it's kind of like you see them around. It's almost like saying like, they, oh, we're peers. They go to they, they're within the cycling, the Wisconsin cycling community, I think, even though um, they do nationally, you know, I believe races. the 
um, Eric Eric Hill, who started. Yeah, is the um, founder I think, or I think he listens to this podcast. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I think he does. Shout out to Eric Hill. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna put this out, Eric. If you do listen to us, like shoot us a DM. We'll have you on. Oh, we we'll talk to, about yeah, the e racing. We're really excited yeah, about we're, it. We're gonna be we'd covering love to hear it. from you. Yeah, we want to cover some of the pro racing too, and just like see what that's all about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's actually really cool because we talked a little bit about this series maybe two or three weeks ago. And we literally were like, oh, you know, it's so cool that they're doing a pro race. But like, dude, why? Why is there no amateur race? Like, how hard would that be? And then literally like like two weeks after that, two weeks later, they announced that they're doing an amateur series. So that makes me believe that Eric also listens to us. In in that case, we're absolutely obligated to to sign up and do this series. We were. Oh, yeah. As soon as they as soon as they threw out the amateur race series, I was just like, well, we got to do it. We got to do it now. Yeah. We talk a big game. Got to back it up. Um, but yeah, so I think our first race, since we'll be racing the amateur series, is going to be November 7th, and it is going to be the RGT Real Road Race stage race, but it is a one-day event. I think it's just a road race. The pro race actually is a, like a weekend stage race. Oh, is it really? I believe so, yeah. I don't think, I didn't think it was. D- different calendars. Oh, Yeah, so they happen okay. on different days. Um, but that actually is another great segue into what is RGT? RGT. Okay, can I take this? Go. Take this you got it. Yeah, yeah. So I it. I looked into it actually quite a bit. Okay. Um. So they didn't go with Zwift, which I was surprised with at first because it is like the main thing, um, like the main cycling. When people think app, of e racing, they think they Zwift. Think, yeah. Yeah. And then once they threw out RGT, it, like who know who's ever heard of? I was RGT? surprised. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. Uh. So I actually made this comment to you, and I was like, I really hope they chose RGT because rgt focuses on physics mm-hmm. which is important for if you're trying to do a, a legit bike race because like we were just talking about it has to focus on the actual racing yeah not something that's structured around the casual rider another aspect of rgt too is it also focuses around um real world real world riding uploading uh actual race courses and yeah. putting them into uh, the virtual world. So unlike, so Zwift is, um, Zwift is really good at what it is, which is a, a video game with a, you know, a pretty fictional, um, landscape that we race on, right? It's, they don't change a lot about it when there's an elite race or a pro race. They're just setting the course. They're not necessarily doing a lot of manipulation. RGT seems to be a lot more like, let's build a course. Let's base it off of real world racing. Um, I actually did. I was listening to another podcast talk about um, the the racing. And so some of these races that are in here, they're actual races. They're real world races like Tour of the Gila. That's like a very well-known um, national road so race. So this is what I didn't really look into. Are okay, they actually um, riding on the Tour de Gila race course so so yes yes and no so okay. like the tour the tour of gila you know road race course those are like i forget how many days. Like 90 miles too yeah so it's not going to be a five-hour race but they're only like hour-long races if i'm correct something around it's not going to be like super long it's not going to be five hours i know that which is smart so what because hour-long races especially e-races are watchable wa- very watchable yes five hour races are not watchable not very watchable so what they're going to do is they're going to take like the highlights of the course so they're going to take out all of the dead the dead noise or dead space whatever you know like the the 30 miles of just like pedaling along on flat uh they're going to just take like some of the the main climb some of the main features and that's going to make it into the actual race course 
That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's um, a great idea. I think it's really cool. Now that we're because we we talked about this briefly. Oh, actually, you, let's let's go back. Yeah. Um, the physics of RGT yes. and why they're using it. Yeah. So the way it works and how the physics in this game work is that it has auto braking. Interesting. So going around corners, drafting, trying to move up in the pack, it doesn't just allow you to do that. It actually puts your brakes on automatically, mm-hmm. which is good. I think this is awesome. It actually uh, wants you to coast, unlike in Zwift where you can't coast. Nope. Not it really. allows you to coast. It allows you to get an accurate draft. And it also allows for teams to like do things like control the front of the race. And that's mm-hmm. why they win with it is because they RGT brings race tactics into the game. Yeah. And I've just to compare to Zwift a little bit. I've done Zwift racing before. Uh, very fun. But it's definitely its own thing. It's kind of like riding in a bunch where everybody's kind of doing a time trial. And depending on where you're positioned in the bunch, uh, you're going either really hard or pretty hard. But there's, you know, there's not a lot of like, um, like you said, coasting. You know, it's not like you can sit and tail gun at the back of the race and just like chill out. Not really an option in Zwift racing. So I'm really interested to try RGT out and actually see like, Okay, can I actually sit at the back of the field? Can I can I get some uh, some rest when you know I'm not on the front of the race? Uh, see how it compares to Zwift, and I'm I'm really interested to try it out because I think that's also been a a bit of a gripe from you know real world bike racers is that yeah Zwift is really cool, um, but it's it's not really there's not a lot of tactics when it comes to like uh, positioning yourself at least traditionally like in the front or back of the bunch. It's more so like knowing the course rather than knowing the dynamics of the race. So um, what they put in, and it's kind of the big part of it, is the so the auto braking, but also, too, it has a gauge that mm. shows you how many watts you're saving. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it so you they have very similarly, similarly, ugh. it's a hard word. Yeah, to Zwift, they show your watts, mm-hmm. but then the, your watts will go red, meaning that you are using watts that are useless because your bike is auto braking. So at that point, you don't you can relax a bit, uh, interesting, and okay. back off until it goes green again, which yeah. is, means that you're actually putting in like usable effort. But um, so it tells you how many watts you're saving to, so, and then to like move up in the group, you have to put in a significant amount because it makes you get over that like hump of like your your bike braking yeah it's which, like it's like signaling that i want to get exactly out of the bunch exactly I'm moving up yeah. but think about like in a hard part of a race how hard is it to move up and like on zwift Extremely. on zwift how easy is it to move up that's yeah. why they did it is because it's supposed to make it hard to move up in the race yeah. because it wants you to focus on positioning throughout the entire race not just at the end of the race yeah. Um, what they also implement too is cornering. It will auto break for you into a corner. Mm, interesting. Uh, so that it doesn't allow you to take corners at thirty miles per hour. So it makes you break coast like you would yeah. in an actual one, or like you know, uh, pedal lightly. So much like real bike racing, you actually have to um, nail the timing of the corner. So like you actually have to focus on like when am I pedaling. 
when am I backing off and coasting into the corner and getting that that balance right? And then that should be where you actually save some energy. Uh, and if you're outside of that balance, whether it's you know you're pedaling too hard in the corner, well you're pedaling unnecessarily, so it's going to put you in that red zone. If yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you know I've never done it before, so I haven't actually had that actual experience with it. But I think it'll be really cool, and it'll also be really neat because when I'm looking, I'm looking actually right now at the calendar. They've got Tour of the Gila, which is a road race, and I'm looking at the amateur calendar specifically. And it looks like we've got um, the Armed Cycling, Armed Forces Cycling Classic. That is a crit series, uh, so that's going to be uh, you know looks like two crit races. The Gateway Cup, that's going to be two crit races. Um, and, Gateway Cup would be really fun if they yeah and, use the actual race courses. Yeah, and that I believe is the plan, especially for a crit. I don't think they're going to have to like shorten the course at all because we're going to be doing laps. I on think the same. this really benefits actual races too because once you yeah. get to race it, the races here, mm-hmm. then you can be like, "This was a really cool race course." Yeah, why I want to do it in real why life. Why didn't I do the real one? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really awesome. Um, and Tour of America's Dairyland is mm-hmm. the very last uh, race of the series, which is obviously a very special race for us. We love that race, so I'm stoked to do it. I wonder what courses they're going to pick for for Toad. I would imagine Downer. I would think Bayview. It's only two days. Uh, so I would think Bayview and maybe Downer. It's got to be Down. Downer for sure has to be Downer. One. I think would be kind of boring to do e racing. You have to do Downer though. You have to do you Downer. Have to do Downer. Uh, Bayview is. A really awesome race. That'd I think that might course. be my favorite race course. That would also really, Waukesha. Bayview would really test the software because there's yeah. so many corners. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think there are one, two, three, four, there's six five, or seven. six corners in Bayview with one of the corners being almost a hairpin. Yeah. So that would really test the ability to adapt to the software and actually figure out the type of racing. I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh, myself, absolutely no expectations on how well uh, i'm going to do with this yeah, same i'm imagining that i'm going to really suck for at least the first three races minimum mm-hmm. uh before i get some more solid i'm going to say e-racing fitness and actually figure out how to use the software but i'm really looking forward to figuring out how to race on rgt and i actually looked at the platform as well too they've got a pretty interesting pricing structure um it seems like the free version is is pretty accessible for almost anybody um the difference is there's a premium version and with a premium version then you can upload different routes and actually like make your own courses and make your own races with the free version i think you can only join uh, people's rides and join people's races that they essentially uh, create if that makes sense i think since we're really talking about it we should point out that to sign up for the races it's free it is free yeah it's free across the board it's they free. don't even ask Dude, for like a registration amazing fee. i'm actually really surprised they didn't do like five bucks a race. i would have paid five bucks i would have paid five bucks I, a race no problem yeah absolutely not yeah it would have been really cool uh, to race for five bucks, but the fact that we're racing for free is yeah, amazing. it's it's free. We should it's free. It is like all free. If you're a bike racer, there's and, no reason not. And to. you do any kind of bike racing, you literally have zero reason not to do it. It's a series. It goes from November through March. What are you doing in the winter? You're not doing anything else. You know, nobody races here. You don't need to do base miles. Sign up for the series. Yes, yeah. gonna be awesome. So I want to give a ton of kudos to Project Echelon. At yeah, uh, the reason being is because. I feel like when they first started this and we kind of talked about it, I had a lot of, um, I guess, gripes with it. The series? Yeah, just like how they were going about it at first. And I you know, I think that's ignorance on my part because I think... What, just like not having the amateur series? No, 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 no. Not that, just that, just the whole of like, 
I'm not sure where they're trying to go with this. It's, you know, um, Zwift tracing is really not catching on like from a, like a watching standpoint. I feel like though they've kind of every single gripe I've had, they like, they did exactly what I thought they should do. And I think, so like they went, it it went for me from being like skeptical to being like, I, I think I really think this could work. Oh yeah. Um, one thing too, for the amateur series that I want to point out, because this was something I was thinking about was, you know, I'm not going to win. Like I kind of thought at first, like, uh, you know, um, the point structure for normal races gives you points out to like 10th or 20th place. They give every, like if you sign up, you get points. Oh yeah. That's great. So like yeah. they, so is how many they, the point structure goes all the way out to yeah. like last place, which I think is really smart because it gives you hope to continue racing. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. This is, and I, I mean, you and I both, we, we like riding bikes and we love racing bikes. Like racing bikes is what we ride our bikes to do. And it's cool that like, I feel like I've not had a series to do or follow in such a long time. We've obviously talked about that a lot on our, on the podcast, you know, 2020, not really, but like 2019, 2018, we've been seeing a lot of racing go by the wayside and you know, we're probably always going to choose real life racing over virtual racing any day of the week, but it's now cool to have like this new series pop up, very accessible, mm-hmm. it's free to do, got no reason not to do it. Um, so yeah, I mean, just big kudos for Project Echelon yeah. to go out on a limb, uh, organize this, put it together, promote it. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so to kind of wrap it up, because I know you need to get going. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on is that they have uh, Brad Sodner. Um, oh yeah, big d- doing big, the big name announcing. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do the announcing. If uh, you're not familiar, familiar, he's done the announcing for Tour of America's Dairyland is where we know him from. That's true. Yeah, he's done Tour of California. He's done the Olympics. Um, I think he's done Tour of Gila. Pretty much every he's done a lot of huge races. Big races. Yeah, he has done World Tour races. Like announced them, yeah. Uh, so he's announcing them, which is one thing that I always thought was really lacking in uh, Zwift racing is because they got really boring announcers, and that's kind of that's who keeps you interested. That's like if you watch any kind of esport, the announcers are what keep you interested in watching. Yeah. So I think it's a really good idea that they went with a really good announcer. Absolutely, yeah. So this entire thing, like I, I, I personally kind of went from being skeptical to just like. I'm super excited Dude, for everything I'm, they're doing right I'm a, now. I'm a fan, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to racing myself. We actually uh, we were talking about this a little bit today. Potentially, we might do a companion podcast. Uh, we'll see. We plan on watching the first pro race, seeing how that goes. Something that we might play. What around is the with first pro race? We should mention. Oh, that. first pro race is going to be, um, I believe, this Sunday at 9 a.m. Uh, that's like Central Time, I believe. Um, let me see really quick. I'm just looking up. I think technically, so I, I actually looked on the Facebook page. Technically, the first real race is November 13th through the 15th, and that's the RGT Real Road Race stage race. But they have like a preseason test race, and I believe that's going off this Sunday at 9 a.m. And if you want to double check that, you know, you can go to Project Echelon um, Racing Facebook page, and then they also have an Echelon Racing League Facebook page too. So that actually is going to have like the legit time and where you can watch that. It's going to be live streaming, I believe, on YouTube. I think they're going to live stream it on Facebook and probably another site as well. All right. 
Um, so any last thoughts? Um, no, man. Uh, just that I'm pretty stoked to, I mean, it was like kind of a sad year cause we really didn't get to do any bike racing and I'm really stoked to take it into the, the winter and the well fall in the winter and start playing around with some of this e-racing and check it out and try it out and see how it goes. Getting my smart trainer tomorrow. So I'm going to test that out and try and, uh, get excited so yeah that's uh that's all i got for the week um you know you can follow us on all your favorite social media sites uh instagram snap not snapchat instagram facebook um you know hit us up you'll find our all of our updates there and yeah what about you ryan anything else uh last thought this is totally off topic but lionel sanders oh yeah um professional triathlete second at kona uh broke the canadian hour record today oh I did not know that. Yeah, it was live streamed. I watched it. It was pretty cool. He he, he was not close to the world record. I wouldn't But imagine. he did beat Jens Voigt's record. Mm, so okay. he's currently the Canadian record holder. Yeah. Not the world record holder, but he did beat Jens Voigt's record, which okay. is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I guess, you know, with that, you can you can if you're a Canadian you might not break a world record, but you can dream big and break a Canadian record. <laughs> Rick's just here looking down on Canadian records like it's not, the American, it's not an American it's record. It's not an American record. It's not a world record. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, kudos to Lionel Sanders. Very cool. All right, Ryan. Uh, I think that's it. So uh, until next time, we'll see you all later.